Hello, everyone, and welcome to M365 Voice. My name is Mike Madarani. And I'm Antonio Mayo. And today we're going to be talking to you about private channels and Microsoft Teams. So, Mike, you've done quite a bit of work with Microsoft Teams. Um, I think you're part of the Airlift program with Teams at Microsoft. I was. I attended the Airlift Summit in Seattle a few months Great. ago. Great. And um, private channels is a feature that a lot of people have been anticipating for a long time, almost since Teams came out. So can you maybe tell us a little bit about what private channels are and why people have been anticipating or wanting that feature for so long? Absolutely. So private channels was announced and uh, rolled out uh, during Ignite of 2019. So early November, they started rolling out the private channels to all the tenants. It is a GA right now. It should be rolled out to all the tenants. And it has been a hot topic for a lot of Teams members since day one. A lot of users and organizations wanted to have that privacy in a specific channel and don't want to share conversation or files with the rest of the team members. So if I am part of a Microsoft team, I should usually I have access to all the channels, all the channel conversations, all the tabs that happens in the channels, all the files associated with the channels, uh, and we call those our standard channels. Uh, so once I am part of a team, whether I am a guest or not, uh, I have access to all the standard channels. So the ask was, if I am part of a member or there's a group of members in a, in a specific team, I want the capability to create a channel that does not have the visibility to all the members. So I should have the ability to add specific members to that channel. And if I'm not part of that channel, others won't be able to access it. So they won't be able to access the, the, uh, the conversation and the posts. They won't have access to all the files within that private channel. So I remember there was a lot of debate over the last, oh, probably year in the community. So in our community about whether teams should have private channels or if they shouldn't have private channels. Um, why do you think it was such a hotly debated topic? Because I remember a lot of people saying, yes, we definitely need private channels. And I was one of those people. And then we had other people saying, no, we definitely shouldn't have them. So what are your thoughts on why we had that debate? Uh, it, it was more uh, the fact that if I am a pro private channel, just because I don't want to go and create a new team, a new private team, just for a specific set of users, uh, that they don't want to share the information or the conversation with the rest. So if I am working on a project and there are some financial information that I want to share with specific members of the team, I did not want to go and create another team and then it was it sits outside of my regular team where everyone else is actually contributing to that collaboration uh, versus the one that are against it just because they're thinking about yes why do i need one if i am part of the team i should have access to everything this is a collaboration this is like an open by design kind of thing i should have access to everything in that team they're thinking about it as I have access to, in SharePoint, for example, I have access to that document library. Why am I going and doing some um, security training in, within a document library to lock down more features? Uh, they might think that it might create a lot of, um, a lot of uh, limitations and might get out of hand in terms of how many private channels I can create in, in a specific team. Yeah, I think there was a lot of discussion about it complicating the solution. Correct. About people having to think about permissions or think about security trimming. A lot of people don't really focus on that space, you know, that I do. Yes. So to me, it feels like a natural thing to have the idea of a private team. 
Um, I think some of it also depends a little bit on how people are using Teams. Like, for example, in, in my organization, um, every project has a team. And because we do a lot of projects, we're on a lot of teams. Right. So if I do have some confidential information that's part of a particular project, and I'm sharing it with a subset of people that are within the team, it feels natural to put it into the team and then restrict permissions on that item or that conversation or that set of files, but still have it within the context of the larger team. Because we have so many projects, we end up with so many teams, and I would be concerned that if I created a separate team, it would kind of get lost or be harder to find. Correct, and yeah, that's that's the. It comes down to the idea of uh, controlling or putting some governance about around Microsoft Teams and uh, avoiding the team sprawl. The same thing we have the same concerns around the SharePoint sprawl, yep. where we get to create a lot of SharePoint sites, uh, and that was the the conversation between um, between or the debate between the pros and 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 the against it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember the uh, for years we battled SharePoint sites sprawl. Yeah, exactly. Uh, organizations created thousands and thousands of SharePoint sites, and you know Microsoft and us in the community and consultants all over the world recommended cleaning up and controlling the SharePoint sites sprawl. And we put solutions in place to help do that or help find them and remediate them afterwards. Um, and I think we start we're. Not starting to, but some of us are concerned we're getting the same thing with teams or with, um, you know, still with site collections because everything creates site collection now. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so gonna, the governance is always a big topic or a headache for organizations to make sure they control the creations of any size or any Microsoft team. And Microsoft um, is, they have some documentations around, around the governance of teams. And they will be releasing more documentation to help organization manage their Microsoft Teams much better. Cool. So can you talk a little bit about how private channels work? Because we now have it. It was announced, as you mentioned, in uh, November. It became right. available in its, its GA now. Um, right. Some of us have played a little bit with it. Can you talk a little bit about how it works behind the scenes? So like I said, um, the private channel is basically locked down to the members of, of that channel. So I will have the capability as, um, as a member, actually. Anyone as uh, a member of a Microsoft team uh, will be able to create a private channel. I don't have to be an owner unless the owner specifically says, I don't want members to create a private channel. So anyone by default, when you create a private Microsoft a team, um, any member will be able to create a private channel. So I will be able to add members. But before explaining how things work in a private channel, we need to kind of understand a little bit where the storage uh, happens in, in Teams, because okay. we're going to have to touch base on that when I explain private channels. For okay. example, all the messaging, all the chat service is stored in, in Azure storage, but it is ingested in Exchange. So okay. for example, when you create a Microsoft team, you have, uh, you'll have a group mailbox and all the conversation is stored there. From a file perspective, uh, it, they are stored in two different places. If you are um, collaborating on a team file, so if you create a Microsoft team uh, for a specific project, as an example, uh, and you add files, you're adding those files into SharePoint. If I'm doing a one-to-one -one chat or one-to-many chats, uh, those files are stored in OneDrive. Okay. So it is good to understand those two things 
from a from a conversation and chatting perspective, where is the chat being stored and how they are surfaced within Exchange and the actual files, and that will allow us to understand how how um, how the private channels um, work. So, okay. you have a question? Yeah. So let me let me just recap to make sure I understand what you said and right. make sure everyone else understands what you said. So when you have a conversation as part of a team channel, a regular channel. Uh-huh. That conversation is stored in a Exchange group mailbox. Correct. When you and I have a one-to-one chat, the conversation is stored in our mailboxes. Correct. When we store files as part of a team, as part of a, a channel, a standard channel, in the files tab, those are stored in a SharePoint site collection within, I think, the documents folder, a uh, documents library. Um, whereas if we exchange files. As part of a direct chat, you know, one-to-one chat, it's stored in our OneDrive for Business sites. That's correct. Okay. So every channel, when you create a channel, every channel um, has a folder in SharePoint, and every time I upload into a team channel a file, it goes into that folder. Okay. Got it. Uh, even if I'm doing one-to-many chats, if I am the owner of the file or I am the person who have uploaded the file into the team chat outside of OneDrive, I yeah. grab it on my desktop and I upload it into that chat. It will go into my personal OneDrive or OneDrive for Business, yeah. and it will automatically share that file with the people I'm doing the private chat with. Okay. Uh, so that's how the architecture of well, this very simplified. There's a lot more into the the teams, but from a from a conversation and then from a file manager perspective, this is how things work. Okay. Now, when it comes to private channel, so if I go and create a private channel, that means I am going to create a channel that only specific members have access to it. Okay. Those members must be a members of the team specifically. I cannot go and add you, Antonio, to a private channel if you're not a member of a team already. Okay. So no external members. You have to be so the membership is still managed at the team level. So uh, the membership of a private channel is a subset of the members of the team. That is correct. Okay. You can add guests as long as the guests are added to the actual Microsoft team. So okay. guests are allowed to be part of the Microsoft private channel. Okay. Um, so I create a private channel, I add all the members. As an owner or as as the creator of the private channel, I will become the owner automatically. Okay. Uh, if I don't add the owner to the private ch- the owner of the team to the private channel, yeah, that the owner of the team has no access to the channel. Okay. If you are a team owner and you're not part of the private channel, that does not give you any access to it. And that is by default, the design by default, just to, to protect the privacy and confidentiality of the information. So if there is a specific reason, as a member, I wanted to create a private channel, Microsoft's design is to make sure that, that the information in that channel is very private. And even as a team administrators, I don't have access to the actual files and, and conversation within, within that. So no access from a team owner perspective unless that owner is part of the private channel. Okay. Can you um, configure a team to prevent f- private channels from being created? Uh, that is a tenant wide. Ah, okay. You can you can uh, disable uh, private channel creations at the tenant level. Okay. Uh, you can, as an owner, 
don't allow members to create private channels, but as an owner myself, I can still go and create private channels. Okay, and I can configure that on a team-by-team -team basis if I want? On a team-by-team -team basis. If okay. you are using a template, which always I recommend it to use a Microsoft Team template, you yeah. can configure that if you want. Okay. And that's part of the governance you can usually should do is to, if you want um, some standardizations within your Microsoft Teams to have a tenant, a template and it will create a template that will have the same set of features. Okay, great. Um, so when I create a private channel, what happens? So when I create a private channel, two things will change. Um, I don't have uh, group mailboxes anymore. Okay. So all the conversations happens at the user, they are stored in the user mailbox. Also, from a SharePoint perspective, and the reason I was explaining that architecture of the storage, uh, what happens if when you create a private channel, it will create a brand new site collection. Okay. Uh, so right now, when you create a team, it will create a site collection for that team, a new site. If you create a private channel, it will create another stripped down version of the uh, Microsoft modern team site. And when I say stripped down, you're only allowed to add libraries and lists. You can't add pages. Uh, if you go and enable the tradition features in a site collection, at some point there's a time of job that will go reset that. So the idea for, for Microsoft is uh, to manage the membership. They want to have the membership managed at the, at the site collection level. Uh, okay. They don't want to go to security trimming at the document library level to, act, to give access to the private channel members. So they created a new site collection and that membership is happening there. Okay. Uh, so it is a very stripped down version. Um, you can tell that there's not many things happening on that homepage of the uh, site collection. And the URL of the site collection is actually the team name dash channel name automatically. That's how it works. Ah, uh, okay. Interesting, okay. So a private channel gets its own site collection. It does. That site collection is not backed by an Office 365 group. No, we don't. They don't create an Office 365 group. Only the team is uh, has the Office 365 group membership. So what happens is, from to your point, if I remove a member from the team, it will automatically remove that member from the private channel, which that means that the member is no longer have access to the site collection for that private channel. Gotcha. Okay. And like you mentioned, there's an automated process, a timer job that will actually reconfigure that site collection back to its default settings. Correct. And there's also another timer job that will reconfigure permissions. If you go and add, if you mess up with permissions at the SharePoint level, yeah. um, and the standard channels, it's, it's within minutes, maybe seconds sometimes. If I add you to the site collection membership as a member, uh, the uh, Microsoft Teams will will overwrite this in a, in a standard channel, and yeah. within usually seconds or maybe minutes the most. In a private channels, it's up to four hours. Every four hours, there is another time of job that goes and kind of recess the permissions if there are any changes in the permissions at the SharePoint site collection level. Gotcha. So there's no group mailbox that private channel conversations are stored in? No, it's only in the user mailbox. Gotcha, okay. So all the conversations, all the chats between the yeah. members of that private channel are stored in the user mailbox. Okay, and then what about search? How does search interact with private channels? 
um, does not find search, still cannot access the private channel. So if you go and search for something in, in Teams, you're not getting search results yet. Okay. Private channel. Then how does that affect things like e-discovery or legal hold? So e-discovery, still e-discovery and legal hold uh, works very similar or the same as a standard channel. Uh, the e-discovery always, regardless of a standard or private, the legal hold happen at the team level. So okay. when you do uh, when you do an e-discovery, yeah. it's going to go do the e-discovery for the private channel to the SharePoint site collection for sure. Uh, from a conversation perspective, it's, it's going to have to go into the user mailboxes. So you have to configure to go into the user mailboxes and do that discovery gotcha. to allow to get the information out of that conversations. Okay. And the same happens from a legal hold perspective. The legal hold will happen at the user mailboxes and not the group mailbox because private channels does not have group mailboxes. Gotcha. So if you are doing an e-discovery search and you want to include all the content within a team and that team happens to have private channels, you need to know as the person configuring the e-discovery search or case, you need to know that there's a private channel. You need to know right. who the members of that private channel are and then extend your e-discovery case to also include the user, the user mailboxes for those members of the private channel. Correct. Now, as an administrator, I know it can be a different roles. Uh, as a tenant, as a Microsoft Teams administrator, I do have access to those private channels, not the content. I have access to how many private channels are within a team okay. and uh, who are the members of this private channel. And where do you see that as an administrator? Where would you find that information? You're going to have to go to the Teams admin center. Okay. Also, with PowerShell, with access to the API, with the latest PowerShell release, you can run a report. You can oh, run a report, right. and then it will give you um, the list of all the teams, um, and you have to access it through the Graph API, actually. Um, okay. uh, you can run a report uh, with all the teams and how many channels you have and the type of channels you have, if it's uh, if a standard channel or a private channel. So you can do that. So if you have an e-discovery, I, I definitely recommend to go and run that report first and okay. give it to uh, the person who is responsible for the legal hold uh, and, the <laughs> and then they can take actions if there is a private channel within that team they want to do the discovery on. Great. Have you seen any customers starting to use private channels? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, they're still, they're still tr struggling with the, uh, with the private site collection or the, the, the new site collection. Yeah. Uh, just because from a management perspective, uh, from, a, from a retention perspective also, uh, just how they can go and apply metadata and content types, which is still not the case, cannot be the case right now with private channel site collections. Yeah. Um, so there are some resistance for organizations who have uh, applied some standards and some classifications to their, to their sites and content. Gotcha. Um, same here, actually. So I've seen a couple of customers play with it. I've seen one customer seriously evaluate it. Um, they do have some challenges with the architecture, especially as it relates to records management and retention and the inability to um, add metadata columns or turn on other features, um, modify the permissions. Um, that's a real challenge for them. So I'm curious to see where Microsoft is going to go with this. Yeah, it's uh, it's an I call it a V1 of, of private channel. Yeah. 
Um, when they announced it, they kind of promised they're going to have more changes and more features with their private channel. So it would be interesting to know what changes is going to happen in the future. One of the things that we, we from a SharePoint world perspective, uh, we hear the complaint that from a user interface side, point, point of view, if you, if you always live in SharePoint and you go into the SharePoint site connected to a team, if I have all the channels, I can see all the, all the, all the folders. If, if I'm a member of a private channel uh, in a team, then I have a completely separate site collection. So I don't have that same view for all the standard channels or standard channel folders and the private channel folders. Yeah. So there is an ask also to come up with a better interface to either promote those files into the main site collection associated with the team or yeah. somehow have like a web part to kind of roll up the information in both places. Yeah, because you'd have to figure out, like if you had information on a private channel and you wanted to promote it to actually share with everybody in the team, you right. would have to move it from that site collection into um, right. the, the main team site collection, which I suppose you could still do from the, correct me if I'm wrong, I suppose you could still do from the SharePoint side, yeah. just select your content and copy to or move to from the ribbon, yeah. and that theoretically should work. So the functionality of a document library has not changed okay. uh, from a move perspective uh, or copy and things like this. Um, but uh, yes, one thing you mentioned uh, that I thought about, you can't switch a standard channel to a private channel. Yeah. If you a standard channel, it stays standard. If you create a private channel, it stays private. There's no back and forth. You can't change the configuration of them that way. Gotcha. So you start with a standard or you start with a private. So you have to be careful when you when you decide to create a private channel or a standard channel uh, that if you if you create a private channel, you can't say, yeah, well, I don't want it to be confidential anymore. I'm going to go and create or we're going to switch it to a standard that is not. It doesn't standard. work that way. It work that way. You have to create another channel. Yeah. Kind of maybe name the same or dash two. But guess yeah. what? use all the conversations. Yes, you can move all the files to this to the other if you want to open it up to the new channel, but yeah. the conversations are lost. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, that's all good to know. Is there anything else you want to share with us on uh, private channels, Mike? Couple of things, couple of limitations or um, from a from a private channel perspective, you can only have 30 private channels within a team. You cannot have more than 30. Only you still have private channels. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You still have the 200 standard channels, but only 30 ch private channels um, for each team. Okay. Uh, you can still have the 250 members within within that channel, same thing as a standard channel. So that does not change. Right. Um, also, if you are a, ch a private channel, cannot have an orphaned owner. So you always have to have an owner. Gotcha. So if I am the owner and I leave the company. Uh, then it will roll out to the to the another member. It will automatically promote a member as an owner. Really? Yeah. So Does but it pick a member randomly. It's a randomly picked mem uh, member. Yes. Really? Yeah. I was joking, but that actually happens. Uh huh. It does. Okay. So if, or if I manually try to do it, I can't just go. If there's only one owner, I want to change myself to be a member. It's not gonna let me. Um, a question that was asked to me a few, about a week ago, what happens if all the, the members and the owners of a channel leave the company? What happens yeah. to them? So it lives like in a limbo. 
state. Interesting. Until the team administrator come back and say, yes, we're going to add more members and I have to make that one member as an owner. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's, that's an interesting scenario. Hopefully Microsoft will work to improve that a little bit. Yes, definitely. Uh, any, de any other details from private uh, channels? Um, talked about the conversation, the e-discovery legal hold. We've talked about um, how the architecture is. Retention is still not supported with private channels, so you cannot have retention on the private channels yet. Interesting. There's no retention you can apply at all. Not yet. Not, yet. not even retention policies. Correct. Even the retention is set at the team level uh, that only cover the standard channel and not the private channel yet. Interesting. So any thoughts on if I were to, uh, so not retention labels, but retention policies, the feature that right. creates a preservation hold library in a site and automatically copies deleted items or, you know, versions of modified items into that preservation hold library. That also doesn't work with private channels? If you, if you assign it to the site collection? No, the site collection is still, is still fine. You can okay. do it at the site collection level. For the okay. files, that's, that, there's no difference. From a conversation perspective and chat, yeah. there is no retention yet for the private channels. Okay. You'd have to do it on the user mailboxes, and then you'd get everything in their mailboxes, theoretically. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right, that's good to know. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much a quick summary for private channels. Uh, it's still in progress, definitely. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we're going to see quite a bit of improvements on how it's architected and how it's managed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it answers some of the questions uh, that the organizations and the users have been wanting to have. Yeah. Um, just from a, from a SharePoint perspective, it's a definite site collection. Uh, we do have 2 million site collections limit right now. Um, but it is what it is. It is. I think I think you termed it right, saying that it's a V1 right now. I think it lets people try it and provide their feedback, and hopefully give Microsoft enough direction to evolve it more. Because um, clearly there's some uh, features, uh, you know, additional features that we're going to want with that with private channels. Um, but I think voicing what we're looking for to Microsoft would help to make it happen. Yeah, and Microsoft is listening, and actually they want all our feedback. So if you have any feedback, go to the user voice and add that uh, to it. And the product group is really looking into all the feedback just yeah. to make things better for us. Yeah. Well, that's great. Thanks very much, Mike. This has been uh, fantastic to learn about private channels. No problem. And thank you again for watching. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.